yeah, you can watch it from YouTube live. You can comment, real time commenting, a lot of things Hello everybody. Um, so what? There's a small clip right in front. So if you are listening from overseas, uh, this is what is also known as Singlish. Uh, it's also known as Singaporean English. So it's kind. According to Wikipedia, uh, this is commonly regarded as a low prestige in Singapore, and our very own Singapore government and uh, heavily discouraged the use of Singlish. Uh, however, this has also become a style for us. Uh, it's a combination of uh, use of words originating from English, Malay, uh, dialects, uh, Cantonese and Chinese, and many others. So if you hear this kind of la, le, lo, chances uh, are uh, we are from Singapore. So let's head on to our show. So uh, this is our podcast 52. Also marks the one year podcast for me and Chris. So enjoy the show today. Hello, my name is Chris Chai, and you are listening to Launch Bike coming to you from our homes on Sunday, August 17th, 2014. With me is my regular co host, Brian Lee. Hello. We here at LaunchBite talk about starting up in Singapore and share our experiences, lessons, and thoughts. LaunchBite is part of the Vulcan Network, a network dedicated to bringing you the latest lifestyle and tech news. This week, we talk about working remotely. What are some of the benefits of working remotely? What are some of the ways that you can help your team work remotely and remain accountable? And would we recommend working remotely? So, Brian, let's jump right into it. How have you been? I am good. I just finished watching the NDP rally. Uh, which is quite a show, I think. Uh, so my feedback uh, yeah. is, uh, our PM this time around is using a lot of a lot more Singlish. Uh-huh. <laughs> also using a lot more tech because uh, they are using YouTube Live. You can wa- I, w- I watch it on YouTube Live. Yeah. Yeah. When I was on YouTube, I saw the notification and I was like, "Huh, okay, that's pretty cool." Yeah, yeah but I didn't click on it because I was working on a uh, presentation. So oh. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting, and uh, they also share a lot of, of apps, like how the ministry are coming out with apps so that they can uh, get easier feedback and mo- or rather more feedbacks from the c- citizens ourselves. Nice, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think, hmm, I think it's great that he's making an effort to uh, try and connect with the new generation of technology and all of that. And maybe we could have some work done on the ministry's apps before they come out because I think so far I haven't really been impressed by anything that has come out. Uh, I was thinking agencies so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was thinking the same too. But NEA just revamped uh-huh. their app. So the one that he showcased oh, really? was a new. It's for those dengue helping you to. Eh, it's not for dengue. Sorry, it is for dengue and PSI. The two focus. Uh, the uh, things that we right, right. are more focused on. So one is the PSR rating, and one is where the dengue spots are. Cool, cool. Yeah. How about you? You've um, been busy with I've a lot of stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah, school is starting again. So I am involved in CS three two one six this semester, uh, mm-hmm. helping out with some guest lectures. Uh, tomorrow, in fact, I'm going to be giving a lecture, but. Um, apart from that, radio is also starting, so there's a bunch of things that need to be done, and of course there's always work. So yeah, uh, been a bit busy, but uh, 
it was a lot of fun, I think, because I spent most of last week going back to school almost every other day. And uh, it was very vibrant. It was a lot more lively than I remember it being when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess because there were a lot of events going on at U-Town this semester. Um, there was Supernova, which was a indie concert that was going on on Friday. And then the week before that, there was Rag and Flag and National Day and all these events starting. So it's a pretty good time to be in school right now, I think. Yeah, yeah I kind of regret why did I graduate so early? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I kind of miss university and it was good. It was good seeing everyone again and just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into the topic of the day, shall we? Yes. Working remotely. So there has been a lot of discussion and I think over the last year or so especially, there have been a lot of articles uh, either promoting the benefits of working remotely or just straight up uh, saying that it cannot work Mm -hmm. i think one of the biggest cases that happened uh, last year was when um, marisa mais made the or stopped remote working from happening at yahoo yes yeah so what are your thoughts about remote working brian do you practice it at intrax uh yes i practice it uh at intrax we give the option for the team so anyone who wants to remote work they can work work anywhere mm-hmm. um in fact i myself i also prefer remote working because i feel that uh when i'm in office um yep. uh, most of the time you get this this uh, disrupted or because your colleagues will talk to you you might talk to your colleagues so you will not have this zone where you get into like this tunnel this space where you can focus totally on your stuff so working remotely for, for example uh, i can go to any cafe sit down put on a headphone and just focus on the stuff that i do yeah yeah and i think uh, for example 37 signals has been very vocal about promoting working remotely and the benefits of it mm-hmm. and especially now in this day and age where it makes it very easy for us to communicate with our co-workers and to uh, keep track of the project um, tasks and all of that it is also a lot more um, it's a lot easier to do remote working nowadays mm. but the thing is sometimes being in an office there are some benefits that you can have like it's very easy to collaborate if you're working with other people mm-hmm. and I think especially during planning phases and phases where you require input from everyone it's always good to have you know proximity Actually, you are right. Um, so at some point, uh, there are a lot of tools right now uh, that supports remote working. Like for example, mm-hmm. uh, Google Hangout or HipChat. So one of the example that I want to give is, uh, re- so, so we are now working on hardware. So mm-hmm. I had to, so I'm in the office, but my team members are working from home that day. Yep. I had to communicate a certain circuit design so it was hard to type out like, hey, can you connect the green green wire to the blue wire in that particular pin 16? You know, it's like I couldn't right, type out right, this on right. chat. So what I did was uh, to, uh, I, I, I gave them a Google Hangout link and everyone got to Google Hangout. We see each other, then I was able to screen share and maybe for that 15-20 minutes we talk, we discuss and after that we go back to our own space and do our work and they were still at home. So what I like about now is that there are a lot of tools that support 
remote working. Uh, however, like you mentioned, there are still benefits too when your teammates are around you. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, why don't we start off with talking about what the benefits of working remotely are? Because mm-hmm. we've talked about some of the benefits of being uh, in the in close proximity, right? So mm-hmm. what do you think are some of the benefits of working remotely, Brian? Uh, for me right now, top of my head is I can work off from Utah and to enjoy the <laughs> awesome coffee and to see the beautiful green, the, the green field and in the evening, maybe get to see some concert. Yeah, as long as sure. I have the internet connection. No, but seriously, I can work uh from anywhere as long uh-huh. there's internet connection, and uh, as long as I complete my tasks uh on the date that was given to me, I mm-hmm. I think the most beneficial of remote working is I have the flexibility to move around rather than yeah. just start in the office. Yeah, I think so, and also I feel like. Especially now, uh, where it is actually possible for you to have um, a lot of staff that are from overseas or mm-hmm. staff that um, are uh, have to travel to other places as well. Mm-hmm. So if you already have a system in place for working remotely, right, this makes it much easier to include um, potential hires that would otherwise be uh, difficult to cater to. Mm-hmm. So, for example, 37 Signals is very uh, famously spread out across many, many different countries. Mm-hmm. And because they already have a system in there and they encourage working remotely, it is very easy for them to uh, set certain times to meet up online or to make uh, decisions and to follow this process. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's the same for companies like Intrex, companies like um, my company, in that when you have a process for working remotely, right, it makes it a lot easier for you to uh, manage resources and find, um, say, development or design resources from places where you normally would not be able to access, in a way. Yeah, you get yeah. Uh, access to more talent. So, for mm-hmm. example, I can hire someone that uh, is Vietnam or someone that is in Thailand who is good at design. Because, like, for example, we talk about... Uh, so Intrex is looking for UI designers. It's hard to look for UI designers in Singapore. Maybe yeah. there are tons of UI designers that are willing to work uh, in Thailand. So you can access over there. Yep, um, exactly. It also lowers, so coming from a founder's point of view or rather employer, it also helps mm-hmm. to lower our costs. So not just the um, uh, employee uh, salary cost, but also the, the, the space that you're renting. So, Absolutely, for example, yeah. I can raise. Uh, I can raise. Sorry, I can uh, rent a smaller place because most uh-huh. of my staff are remote, remote working. So I can rent a smaller space, having a lower overhead. Yeah, and actually, ultimately, all you need is a meeting room that's big enough to gather everyone if you need to, mm-hmm. and that's it, right? Yeah. So also another advantage of re- working remotely, at least for me as a developer, right, is that I find I can focus a lot better mm-hmm. and I can, um, I guess this is a, this is something that's personal. If you're, if you're the kind of person who can work a lot better, like say in a coffee shop or somewhere where um, it's not the traditional office space, right, having to work in an office environment is um, disruptive. Mm-hmm. It's less efficient. So, it also depends on what kind of character you have. Lah. But uh, for the most part, if your staff are comfortable with working remotely and find that they work better remotely, I think that's very beneficial to the company. 
Yeah, and you, you know what's the best part? Uh, mm-hmm. The best part is, let's say you are serving, uh, you have your customer service. Yeah. So Squarespace, uh, I think Squarespace or, or rather Buffer, they also practice remote uh, working. Mm. And because their remote workers are uh, around the world, so the time zone are all covered. So in Asia time, if you meet a problem, someone is there to serve you. In US time, someone is there to serve you. In European time, someone is there to serve you. It seems like your yeah. company is working 24 hours uh, nonstop, but actually you have uh, remote workers working at different time zones. Yeah, exactly. So part of the things that you need to do in order to make remote working work is basically that you need to have some sort of process and some way to keep your team accountable, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you do it at Intrex? Okay, so the truth is uh, I would not... Mm, so how should I put this? It doesn't put me in a good limelight if I share... Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to share the truth. So okay. if, if, if my... Uh, so we, we hire team members, we trust them, we, we, we come together. But... Yep. Uh, it is because we've been together in the office for a certain amount of time, like certain yeah. period of time. Then they start remote working. So I know that, hey, this dude will not take advantage of this remote working, uh, this, mm. this, this thing. Uh, they will not just take the time off and they just do whatever they want and maybe yeah. come back with some uh, badly done stuff, you see. Because mm. we are in office for a period of time, then we talk to each other. We know that, hey, this guy won't, no, you know, he, he won't uh, yeah. take advantage of, of me. Trust, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I say we practice remote working, we don't actually, uh, it's not like mm, the whole month my developers don't come in. <laughs> they yeah. only don't come in for like maybe, uh, the usual days are Wednesday and Thursday, they don't come in. Uh, yeah. Tuesday, we have weekly meeting, they come in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Monday, Tuesday and Friday, they come in. So we get to interact we still get to sit down and have lunch together as a team that we know yeah. ourselves more. Then I know, hey, I can trust this guy. No. Yeah, absolutely. I think trust is one of the biggest things that you need to have in order to have remote working work. So uh, having your team come in and making sure that you, know, you kind of socialize as well mm-hmm. and also uh, sync up with what everyone has been doing and you also know what their capabilities are. So... You know, if you let them work uh, remotely, you kind of expect them to have at least the same efficiency as mm-hmm. when they were working in the office. Yeah, but you give them the freedom to, you know, work at home. Yeah, but um, I really admire or rather expect, uh, respect those who are able to to have their staff or rather the company practicing full remote working, meaning that the, from the day they start, they are already working, they are working maybe in Taiwan and <laughs> they don't need to report. Uh, they, so for example, Buffer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, their system is, they have a 45 days, they shared this in their blog, they have a 45 days a trial period with an employee yeah. because some people might take advantage of that uh, remote working uh, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So the 45 days, they will give them some tasks, some small projects. And if they are able to complete it on time or to, uh, and above and beyond, do more stuff, uh, then they will loop the guy in for full time. Otherwise, it's just based on the contract for 45 days. Right. My question is, at VITC, I know you are already practicing uh, remote working. You have uh, mm-hmm. someone in Malaysia. Yep. Uh, do you have a similar kind of system? 
Um, so Grace, who works for us in Malaysia, was actually friends with uh, Derek and Tian before mm-hmm. she joined the company. So it was pretty easy for us to trust her. But of course, there's always a question of uh, accountability. And in fact, um, we always try to sync up with each other on Mondays and Fridays. Mondays are for um, sort of like a analytics call where we talk about uh, how the site is doing and all of that. And Fridays is a session called the kickback session mm-hmm. where we talk about what we've been doing that week and we talk to each other and, you know, just um, chill out. Okay. So it's part of the accountability. Mm-hmm. We keep track of uh, what each other's doing and whether or not there's uh, anything going on. Um, so, of course, with Grace being in Malaysia, um, she has certain tasks that she sets herself to do. And as long as she keeps us updated and meets those tasks, usually, you know, it's it's pretty okay. And we can tell that she's really putting a lot of her effort into this. So, it's never really been a uh, an issue, I would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree on that. But um, I'm also looking for... Do you happen to know any startup that really... And locally, that the uh, preachers and doesn't that does a full remote working full from the moment they hire that guy is already in somewhere else, and oh. they never meet him before, and they just continue, and the relationship turns out to be great. I don't think I know of any. Yeah, I I, I don't know anyone or any startup is doing here locally as well that does this. The closest might be uh, Mokomomo, Surian's oh, company. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, they also do have a system where they try out like developers who are overseas and if they prove themselves to be trustworthy, then they're kind of whitelisted. Mm-hmm. So I guess we could talk to her about her experiences. We should interview point. her, yeah. Yeah, we should. And ultimately, she was she did share with me that uh, when she does take on these other developers, right, these developers from other countries, uh, there is always a question of whether or not they are capable of handling the tasks that are given to them, as well as whether or not they will uh, play panga mm-hmm. during some uh, yeah. periods of time. So it's always a risk, especially if you don't really know the person. And ultimately, it's up to the employee and the employer to build that relationship and build that trust. So... Mm, it's risky and it might not be something that a startup would want to deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Actually, I'd like to try. Maybe my... So, we are we are expanding our team. So, I'm actually thinking of trying out like a full remote worker. Let's let this guy mm. I hire, let's say, from, from Thailand and I never right, met right. him before. I'm just going to... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'll be... That'll be interesting. But before that, we'll, I need to talk to Suya and ask her how yeah, she does it. Yeah, you really it. should. I think, yeah. I think she has a lot of experience in this area. Yeah. And I think she has also had the good and the bad. Lah, so yeah, it'll be good to hear her stories. Okay, so one of the things that um, I think is quite key to making uh, this work is the ability to uh, track what work your remote worker is doing. Mm-hmm. And this keeps them accountable. So in our in Vitsi, what we do is we have a Trello board and then everyone kind of updates what they're doing. Uh, this is for technical as well as writers and I think Tian and Derek have adapted it to uh, suit working with Grace as well as the other content managers. Mm-hmm. 
And also, uh, not just Grace is working overseas, but Vitsi does have evangelists who are in many different countries. Mm -hmm. And they actually uh, are on contract to help, you know, spread the word of Vitsi and also link up with directors and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they are also accountable to Derek. And Mm -hmm. I believe they have some sort of system in place where they uh, report to him every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So do you make use of any tools? Yes, if we talk about tools, it's going to be another podcast. But yes, uh, <laughs> uh, but the the common tools that I use is Trello okay, as well. Yeah. And um, I use a lot of Google apps. So right. uh, what's the one? Uh, Google Hangout, like I said, okay. and uh, HipChat and Trello. Mm. These are the three key ones. So in Trello, we have a board. Okay. But in the board, we only have... Uh, you call that cards, right? Yeah. Uh, so you that we, we did not make any changes to the default uh cards. There is only to do, uh, doing and uh done. Okay. So in to do we have one big card that calls everyone's task. <laughs> that inside is a lot of checklists, individual checklists uh, like Brian's checklist, Daryl's okay. checklist, everyone. So everyone just go for that card. Right, right. Yeah, then shifting it accordingly. Ah, uh, okay. That so you're kind of you're kind of treating Trello like Asana actually now that I think about it, but <laughs> <laughs> that's another whole topic altogether. But yeah, I think yeah, so. That's, we use a lot of checklists within uh Tre- Trello. Yeah, mm. uh, but it's uh it's a very good tool, and uh I use it because I'm kind of mentored by you, so I automatically pick up that. <laughs> yeah, Trello is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a free sponsorship? <laughs> no. Uh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> One day, hey, Trello ambassador to sing for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, jokes aside, accountability is the biggest thing, I yeah. feel. And being able to communicate constantly with them is also quite key. So things like you pointed out, Google Hangouts, it's mm-hmm. a great way to uh, maintain accountability and to communicate when needed. Yeah. And also, I feel like you really do need to physically meet, if possible, mm-hmm. um, at least once a week. Or at least have a Skype call where you just chat for 15 to 20 minutes yeah. and keep each other like updated on what's happening in not just work, but you know, your life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there is a factor of bonding, which I think is actually quite important, which is why I'm never really comfortable with someone who's like fully remote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess actually uh, now that I think about it, I want to share this story. Um, a while ago, I was involved with like Mozilla, and uh, there was this whole um, because I was still quite young. I was still in university, and then for one of my courses, it kind of introduced us into the whole open source world and how to uh, get in touch with people and work on open source projects like Firefox or Thunderbird, which was Mozilla's email client. So it was a little bit scary, um, but it. As developers, right, we're kind of given a lot of freedom to do what we want. At the same time, we are also very much accountable to the um, the laotiaos in the system, lah. Basically, the people mm. who have been there for a very long time and have built up the credibility. So, if we were to like say, "Hey, I want to work on this bug for this system," and we're allowed to by one of the higher ups, then we're given. Um, certain instructions and then we do the task put it back in put it into push it up um, as a comment and 
ask them to approve it and stuff like that, right? So there was, that was actually my first experience with trying to work remotely. Oh. And I didn't realize it until now, but it was actually quite a, uh, quite an intimidating experience from my point of view. Intimidating? <laughs> why? Because we're expected to kind of get oh. into, uh, well, talk to people who have been working on it for a very long time, who have a lot of authority. Mm-hmm. And um, the main way that we were communicating was through public chat uh, channels, IRC, oh. basically. So there was always this um, idea that, oh, you know, you shouldn't be shy. You should just get in there and just chat. And then people are actually very friendly and very helpful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you're new and then you see all these people being very pro and talking about things, uh, sometimes it feels very intimidating because I don't know any of them personally, mm-hmm. except for like a few of my classmates who were in there as well. And um, communication was hard. And that actually resulted in me not, working as efficiently as I should have. Ah. Yeah. So because of the lack of communication, it was on my it was definitely my fault and on my end. Uh because of my inexperience and also because I felt intimidated that um, you know, I didn't communicate and because of that I was very inefficient. So yeah, that was just a story I wanted to share. Yeah. Actually talking about RS is kind a a little sidetrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also joined IRC because I want to go to the iOS group to take a look. It's uh, I could never ask a question because if you ask stupid question, you will get burned. Right? Yeah, you, can, you Yeah, is that the word to use? I don't know. You will get well. burned. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot ask stupid question. It's not. It's not like Stack Overflow that people will comment and they will just buy your question. This is like, if you ask stupid question, you I think you can get kicked out immediately. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so I understand that communities can be like that. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know that that was a very extreme case of remote working, I suppose, where you're working on an open source project with like hundreds and hundreds of other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in this case, when you're working in a company, and especially when you're the employer, uh, communication is something that you should really encourage and build that relationship and that trust with your employee. Yeah. So, uh, Brian. Yes. Were there any or yeah. uh, do you think you would recommend remote working to a startup specifically? I, as a start, I have the same thoughts as you. I will not, um, uh, I will not go for remote working because I want to build a team. I want to build a relationship. Uh, it's only through talking or rather mm-hmm. having lunch together, sitting together, going through the ticks and thin everything together, yeah. then you can build a solid team as a start. But if yeah. you uh but as you grow bigger and you need talent and you cannot get a talent within uh like locally, mm-hmm. then I will start exploring full remote workers. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would think... I would say not as a very early stage startup as no. Yeah, I think remote working is really only something that an experienced startup should do. Mm-hmm. And especially so, you need to have an experienced project manager. And uh, another thing is that you're right. When you first start off, you want to build that team and you want to uh, start building that trust and that relationship. But at the end of the day, having a hybrid kind of remote working system like what you have now right mm-hmm. where they can work a couple of days uh, at home or wherever they want to mm-hmm. i think that helps with um that helps with morale it helps with efficiency and um 
if you've come to a point where you trust your team to be able to do it, right, then sure, why not? I agree, yeah. I agree. Because, uh, so last week, we no, the week before, I asked you how would Nexus be uh, formed. Mm-hmm. You, you talked yep. to me about hybrid. So I went to take a look. Stack Exchange, the, mm-hmm. the, the company that operates Stack Overflow, they yep. have 16 full-time remote, but they also have 18 in-house or in-office developers. So it's like, like what you are going to do is going to yeah. be a hybrid team. Yeah, well, my hybrid is a lot smaller scale, I uh, guess. Yeah, of course, but I'm talking yeah. about the, the, the style. Yeah, I think so. Because I feel, again, it's for me, the main uh, factor was that I didn't want to limit myself to people who can just work uh, within or locally. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, Everyone that I'm bringing on board are all locals. They're all Singaporeans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I, you know, I'm open to using freelancers and for people who want to work independently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really about structuring it so that they are accountable. And um, I feel like I've got enough experience to be able to do it at this point. And I'm not worried about um, having people slack off because it's pretty easy to tell. Yeah. The people slacking off especially for those remote working or distributed teams, right, it's the hardest to manage. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. It's something that you really need to be aware of and you need to take steps to uh, make sure it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be understanding, I suppose, that in this sort of arrangement, you have to be very clear in what you want to communicate and very clear in what you're setting for yeah. your goals. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I don't really have much else more to say about this topic mm, I would say that I would love to know for Nexus mm-hmm. uh, if your team is going to hybrid um, what are some of the th- because when we talk about tools right it could be another whole podcast altogether I just I just want to know uh, today you showed me the slides about uh, like scrum this kind of thing we can yeah. sidetrack a bit I just want to ask you what is what is it exactly? What is Scrum? Okay, so... And does it uh, work in a distributed team? Or can this system that... Whatever that you're going to explain to me work in every kind of situation? Be it for a distributed team or be it for a team that is all uh, sitting together physically? Ah, uh, wow. This could actually take a full hour to explain. Oh, okay. okay. So, <laughs> um... <laughs> I will try and give a very brief explanation. So Scrum is basically a way of project management where you break down uh, an, a project into different releases and then you break those releases down into sprints. Now, the main idea is to be able to break a project down into small chunks that can be completed. Mm-hmm. And as you complete these chunks, right, bring it to points where the product is testable and mm-hmm. is shippable. So it works great for all kinds of teams, whether or not you're remote or whether or not you are in-house because it gives tasks specifically to people and Mm -hmm. it holds them accountable to completing those tasks. And if someone is not able to complete the task, right, um, and say like your sprint has passed and the task is not complete, then it's very easy to tell that um, you're not hitting the targets and you're very likely going to have to delay the project in some form. Uh, whether or not it's great for remote workers, 
yes, I think so. There's a slightly modified way I would do it if I were to work with remote workers because it's very hard to do um, stand-up meetings or daily scrums with remote workers. But at the same time, I th- guess you could make it work. I didn't really think about it. Yeah. So this is also known as those uh, like development workflow for software company, right? Scrum is not specifically a development workflow. Uh-huh. You can use it for other purposes as well because I feel it can be used throughout the entire process of uh, making an app, which okay. includes the design phase, the research phase, and uh, um, actual development and testing. So, so it's, yeah. Yeah, so why? Uh, so there are many forms. So besides, now that I understand this, Scrum is mm-hmm. breaking down into sprint. There's also mm-hmm. uh, like what they call it the waterfall. Uh, okay. All yeah. Right. But is there one that, based on your po- uh, project management experience, mm-hmm. that yep. is suitable for distributed teams? Okay. So uh, when you're talking about waterfall development cycles, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the older way of doing software development. Mm-hmm. The equivalent to that now is called Agile which wow. is what fits into uh, the Scrum me- methodology. So the whole idea between uh, b- behind Agile development is that you're doing developments in iterative cycles, which means, uh, like I said, like you have different releases in a product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, every time that you complete a release, that product should be able to be put out in front of users to test and it's completely shippable and it's completely complete right completely complete uh, <laughs> but um what the benefit is is that you can just put it out there and test it and mm-hmm. then based on the feedback you make changes and go for another round of iteration so that fits into the agile development cycle very well because what you want to do is develop 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 test ship get feedback develop 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 ship and over and over again la. okay whereas in the old waterfall method it was like plan 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 develop 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 ship that's it and oh okay. that's why it takes a much longer time to do a waterfall cycle yeah so the whole idea of waterfall is that it's always in one direction it's cascading down okay yeah. so uh that's the difference between saying um, scrum and agile la. Mm-hmm. agile is the development methodology scrum is the project management and, methodology. and is there one methodology um that you think that is more suitable for a uh, distributed team because you were talking about you were slightly modified the scrum okay. method um i think the agile method works well for distributed teams because you can break it down into smaller parts for each uh team member to do mm-hmm. but at the same time it is not necessarily it's more of the project management you're right it's more of the scrum um, side of things that affects a distributed team because a developer can write code wherever it is right yeah but whether or not you uh, get everyone on the same page and make sure that people are communicating depends on the project management which is the communication mm-hmm. so scrum is definitely a good idea for uh for distributed teams because you always have this constant uh hey what do you do today do you need any help and um you know mm-hmm. m- what are you going to do 
uh, sorry, what's wrong? What did you do yesterday? And uh, do you need any help for anything that you did? Was there any obstacles? And then finally, what are you doing today? Because mm-hmm. that keeps the developer um, accountable and keeps on telling you exactly where he is and also whether or not you're going to be able to hit the goals of that particular sprint. Yeah, so Scrum, probably a good idea if you want to do remote yeah. working. Okay, I think yeah. I'm going to... Once, since you completed your slides, tomorrow you are doing your presentation. Yeah. After that, please upload to SlideShare. Then I'm going to share <laughs> it with everyone on the Launch Bike uh, Facebook and all. Okay, sure. Actually, I'll just send it to you now. I think I think it's pretty much complete. I just, but the thing is that there are some activities inside. Wow, so cool. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's, I'm sort of do an hour long. Hour. Presentation. Yeah. So it's a little bit longer than what I'm used to because I tend to be very snappy when it comes to presentations. But, um, I guess for project management, it gives me enough time to be able to explain the concepts clearly mm-hmm. and to be able to give them activities so that they can really like put it to use immediately. Because I realize whenever I read about these methodologies and whenever I uh, get to like read about people um, talking about experience and stuff, it's not good enough. And I have ultimately like modified everything to suit the way that I uh, work. Yeah. So by giving them an opportunity to really just do activities and try it out, right? I hope that they can find a way to suited to their work style yeah cool see you managed to mm. answer the most important question of this podcast finding out the the, the benefits and the cons of working. then we decide what are the project management styles suitable because i think that uh, as entrepreneurs we also need to do a lot of project management especially yeah, on the sure. early startup team mm. so we need to find the correct method or rather the methodology that we can use yeah, for sure, for sure. Cool. So, by the way, I just want to let the listener know that this is Podcast 52, meaning that yeah. we have a year of podcasts. Because every week we do once, so 52 weeks, <laughs> 52 podcasts. A year plus plus. Yeah, yeah plus plus, <laughs> yes. Nice. Well done, Brian. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. We can... Okay, great. So, where can we find more about you? You can find me on Twitter at L-E-E-T-U-C-K-S-I-N-G. And you can find me on Twitter as well, at A-N-T-T-Y-C. You can find out more about our podcast at launchbyte.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter with Launchbyte as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. And here's to another year of podcasting, guys. Yay! <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye.